Today's episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Gimlet Media's The Nod Podcast. If you enjoy our show, you might also like The Nod, a black culture podcast from blackness's biggest fans. From the oral history of Nuck If You Buck to a group of black models who took 1970s Paris by storm, The Nod tells the stories about black culture that you just won't hear anywhere else. Subscribe right now to The Nod wherever you listen to podcasts or go to gimletmedia.com forward slash The Nod. Today's episode is also brought to you by YourArtGallery.com. Your Art Gallery makes buying art an easy, affordable experience that you can do from the comfort of your own home. Buyers can purchase artwork from over 3,000 talented artists showing their work for the first time and as well as from seasoned professionals. And Your Art Gallery is eco-friendly. Go to YourArtGallery.com forward slash info forward slash grown and use the promo code grown at checkout to get 25% off your order. That's YourArtGallery.com slash info slash grown. your Jill Scott voice. They say I'm back in the way I'm top sweating your laughing. They all sit and wonder why this feeling I cannot hide. It ain't a question of pride. All right. What is it? It's love. Ooh. What is it? It's love. They say I'm tripping. Oh <laughs> uh, I don't get excited until she starts talking about food. Right? Do you, you want it on your collard greens? That's it. Do you want it on your black eyed peas? On your candy sweets. Do you want it? Do you want it? Shibby do up, shibby do up, shibby do up, up. Do you want all your biscuits, baby? Do you want all your rice and gravy? Oh, yes. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Every day. Every day, all the time. Welcome back to the rides, boys and girls. We're here, hopefully, uh, to stay. <laughs> hopefully. Nigga, I don't know. Jesus Christ. Okay, we have had all manner of technolo- technological difficulty, but... We've got new equipment. We're doing something fresh and exciting. Hopefully, this will address all of the sound concerns that we have had in the past. And we're just here. Hopefully, we sound amazing and uh, all will be well. So, praise the Lord. What's going on? Test run. Yeah, man. Who's this? Just got back from New Orleans. New Orleans. Just got back. Had a blast. I Mm. saw my, um, my parents and my sister. So much fun. I got my hair done by my girl Shay, hair I by Sashay. It is very nice. Thank you so much, sis. She did me a nice crochet install of locks and, you know, they just look so natural and beautiful. So make sure you guys check her out if you are in the New Orleans or Slidell area. Slidell. Slidell. That's the East. <laughs> my girl Shayna. I love her. She, uh, she told me, she was like... You know how uh, people always ask me how I got started, and I tell them I used to flat twist you and your sister's hair. <laughs> <laughs> you are so famous. Look at you. I love it. No, that's my that's family right there. I love that's it. That's family, and she's also a listener. So, hey, girl! Shout out to my girl Shayna. Love you mucho, mucho. Make sure you guys check her out on Instagram. Hair by Sashay. 
Hair. Don't forget to roll your R's. Hair by sachet. <laughs> but I had a I had a good time with my family. I ate my face off. Oh, as you very um, well should have. I drunk my face off. My wow. dad took me to all these art galleries. Like we had a really really good time, just spending some quality time as family. How are you? Man, I'm tired as jacks, but mm. I am yet alive and I'm doing well. I can't complain. Things are things are going well. New doors are opening. Opportunities are afoot. We just Amen. out here, man. We're out here. We're doing things. We're typing fast. We're taking names. Um, I had I have this is literally the end of like a five week travel stint. Um, Ooh, sis, you've been it, it ain't over. It ain't over. I've been working and literally going all about the Eastern Sheep Seaboard. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, but you know my job does these week long leadership institutes for faculty and institutional leaders at colleges and universities and they're like intensive most of the time experiential learning um experiences and we're we do all the curriculum and evaluation all that stuff in-house so we have to be there and it's a it's a all hands on deck kind of affair so i've been doing those since the end of may we did six of them uh (laughs) and you know they're really they're it's 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 hard work but it's rewarding work and i was really glad to do it and then I wrapped my very last one last Thursday, and then I headed up to uh, the suburbs of Philadelphia, right outside of uh, Philadelphia and Pensacola, New Jersey, to kick it with six of, with five of my PhD friends. Uh, we had a writing retreat called Manuscripts and Mimosas, and we did the dang thing, man. We ate sufficiently and drank a bit, but we also uh, did. I see Dr. Commodore there. You did see Dr. Commodore. Yes, Dr. I Commodore did. was our fearless leader and organizer. She really did an awesome job kind of organizing and putting things together but we did a lot of internal work it was awesome um you know just kind of being amongst your colleagues and getting some good peer mentoring in we talked a lot about our goals and the things and our challenges and how we could best support each other in uh you know doing our work because you know we're socialized as academics to be competitive that's just par for the course like we're just Mm -hmm. out here feeling like we're all chasing this one carrot when that's a lie and there really is room for everybody to out to be out here eating in mm-hmm. their in their own lane. So it was just awesome, awesome, awesome to get together with people that you care about that are doing awesome work um, and really making huge, huge uh, like realizing huge accomplishments and making great strides in the, in the field and industry. And it's just awesome to just be a part of a machine, the next generation, if, if you will. So we're really, really excited and amped up got some good work done on some of my manuscripts hoping to get at least two things uh out into the publication ether (laughs) um before the year is out so we're doing well man i did a i had a report just released a report from work and did a a a big presentation um at you know howard hughes medical institute this past thursday it went over really well so i'm i'm really feeling like you know yes i'm really feeling this is I'm accomplished. I'm tired, but I'm feeling like I'm out here and it's working. And, you know, I just got to keep grinding. So, yes, we're excited. And not to mention, if I may, this is we're going to get into this a little bit later. Please. But yes, not to mention uh, type of fast and taking care of NYC is officially sold out. Yes, <laughs> we're officially sold out. I have added a few more tickets because I know some many of you have reached out 
and said that you wanted to be there. I'm actually holding some for some undergraduates um, and I'm willing to be flexible on the price to make make some space for you guys. So there are just a few more tickets left. I'm working on a press release to get some media and bloggers there. So things are moving. We're looking forward to next Friday at NYU. It's going to be amazing. Shout out to Last Speakers Network for uh, co-sponsoring with me as along with the Office of Faculty Diversity and Development in NYU and the School of Education there. We're going to have an awesome time. Dr. Friesbridge is ready. I'm ready. Jay's going to have us held down on all the foods and snacks and sure things. Sure am. Sure am. It's going to be a movement. I'm excited. I hope I can't wait to meet everybody that's coming. We're going to have some God is not going to play you shirts on deck for y'all as well. The swag bag's about to be lit. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Me too. I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm, I'm going to get there. It's going to be all right. It's going to be a good time. And look, you don't have to do all, you don't have to do all the running around you had to do last time. True. Very true. But we're just going, I'm just trying to get to New York and have a good time. We're, we're going to have a blast. And the day after typing fast and taking care, Key and I will be hosting the Q&A at the Friend Zone Live. Show sure will. So if you are in the New York City area, make sure you say hello. If you are coming out, I hope all of you bought tickets. Get your tickets, um, man. And we will see you all there. And then I hope that we will also see you all in Atlanta, New York, and Philadelphia hey. for our Getting Grown mini fall tour. Oh, God. What is my life now? I, what is it? I can't I don't even. Know. Like, I've, I have shows. <laughs> that thing not. genuinely tickles me. I don't know about anybody else. Like, live shows. What is that? We have live shows. <laughs> but yes, we are on our way to Philadelphia on September 22nd. Yes. Um, and we are on our way to New York. I think it's October 5th. Yes. October 5th for New York, September 22nd for Philadelphia. November and, 12th, right? For Atlanta. And, and November 12th for Atlanta. So we can't wait to see you guys at all of the shows. Um, we have some really fun things planned for you. We already have a very special guest for our New York show. Yes. Can't wait to announce that. We're going to get yeah. that flyer posted. You guys are going to gag because I mm -hmm. did, but uh, it's going to be good. Yeah, man, we're excited. Now, let's get into the show and let's and let's because we've got a long way to go and a Dude. short time to get there. So let's have some fun in the trash can. Let's do it. Oh, yes. Let's get grouchy. <laughs> I'll clean up woman. Basura. Cha -cha -cha. So we have some trash this week. Um, some of it. Some of it I had from last week, and I just still want to talk about it because we didn't get a chance to. And then some of it is new. Uh, we're going to start with something that is actually very near to me because it is very near to me. Oh, There's a nail salon in Brooklyn in Flatbush on Notion Avenue. Did you see the story about it? I have not seen this story. I have not seen many stories, though, so I have a feeling that this trash is going to be oh, over sis. my head in oh, many respects. Sis so um boom check it there's a nail salon on nostrand uh i be, i think it's between winthrop and hawthorne and i know that because uh my mother-in-law used to live over there and this is actually really close to my house as i'm giving myself away but um <laughs> so in this nail salon which is not funny at all uh, a, a grandmother and her granddaughters, I don't think they were young, um, they go into this nail salon, they get some services done, pedicure, manicure, and eyebrows. Uh, they're not happy with the eyebrows, so they did not want to pay for the eyebrows, which is $5. They pay for the manicure, they pay for the pedicure. 
Okay. They were attacked by the staff. What? To the point where they were beating them with sticks. It's all on video. Um, if you if you pull it up on Google, you can see the video. The nail techs are beating the woman with a stick for five dollars over the eyebrows, throwing acetone on the woman, what? and then called the police. And the police arrested the black woman and not the workers. Mm. Yeah. That really yeah. kind of makes my fist kind of form into my my hand form into a fist Sis. just involuntarily just like the rage I'm ready. Like, I got hot inside when I first saw the story, read the story and then saw the video. And generally I don't watch the videos when it comes to like killings and things like that. I can't really deal with them. But I watched this one and it pissed me off. So, um so that that happened with that and they arrested the woman, did not arrest the workers. I, I can they proudly the say woman. What? they arrested the woman that got acetone I, thrown on her that got acetone beaten with sticks. Jesus. But I can proudly say that um, my husband actually passed by there today and there were a good 50 to 60 protesters outside of the nail shop. Um, they're not letting it ride. It's ridiculous. There was a young lady who made a video that showed everything that was happening. And it's just disgusting. Um, and it just shows us that we need to stop patronizing these people's businesses who don't care about us, who don't give a shit about us, and start putting our money back into our community the rest the, the, the way the rest of these cultures are doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to put our money into our community. We got to get real strong with it. And that's the only way that we're going to be able to, number one, support one another, be able to enjoy services from one another as long as we are doing proper business, being able to enjoy services from one another, and employing more black people so that we can also have some strength and some unity within our community. Like legit. I can't so, believe that. Yeah, that was really disgusting to me, but um I'm happy to yeah. say that my nail tech is a is a beautiful black woman and I just love to give her my money every two weeks. And every time I go to DC, you know, I say if I'm gonna get my nails done, it's gonna be by Kia's nail tech. Because I try to support black women in all things that I do. I said my whole squad is black. <laughs> this That's year it. especially. Same. OBGYN, everybody all black. Things, all, things, all things black. From brows to Brazilians and everything in between. Which all. one day we need to have a conversation about our black business ethics and etiquette and things that we should be doing to run successful businesses. We won't do it today. But I really like want to. I really just want to support us. So I need us to make sure that we have our shit together. Agreed. I'm gonna leave that there for now. All right. Um, Slim Thug spoke up. <laughs> <sighs> I'm already tired. I am already. And you tired. will be. Sleep hey. Sleep hey. He felt it in his spirit um, where he wanted to let the world know that he does not believe that Russell Wilson and Sierra's love is real. Okay. <laughs> and that's fine. Okay. Like, does he, he said, feel okay? He was like, do a woman who used to talk to Future really want a Russell Wilson? <laughs> oh, okay. Like, <laughs> but she right. doesn't want you, sir. Nobody does. But God no. bless his heart and all. Of Not even Latoya. Latoya left your ass too. And and I just thank God for her deliverance. But God bless him and all the, all that he is in, endeavoring to do. If he don't want to believe that, I'm sh guess who I know ain't worried. Sierra. 
<laughs> Sierra's leveling. Well, level up. Level, level up, up. Level up. Level, level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. <laughs> and I want her to continue to bounce her backside all over the internet in this young man's face and everybody else's, honey. Who cares? And to answer his question, do a woman who used to talk to Future really want to Russell Wilson? Absolutely. Yes, the fuck yes. Absolutely. You know why? Question. Because Future was a raggedy ass nigga who did her wrong and she don't want to deal with that no more. <laughs> like, I mean. <laughs> Of course I want to level up, level up, level up. Like, of course I do. What are you talking about right now? If that means going to get me a corny nigga who's going to treat me right, then I'm going to get me a corny nigga who's going to treat me right. And I mean, corny is relative. I don't think I don't think that Russell Wilson is corny. Well. Well, you know, hey. I mean, fine. corny is relative. That's what I'm it saying. Is. That's it's what I'm personal saying. opinion. And what you thought was corny at 22, you might not think it's corny you know at 32. You're right. You're so, right. And also on top of that, with the number one corny thing is not taking care of your child and, and being a fuck nigga as an say, adult. Or just being a trash individual on the inside. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. that that's corny. That's corny. Yeah, it is. You on can have on Gucci sneakers and all of all of the latest things and be a horrible individual. So right. level up. So Russell may not be able to make a trap record, but he takes care of your child. That's all I'm saying. And us. Mm. Uh, mm. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That's enough. Tinder killer and rapist, 27 year old Daniel Drayton from New Haven, Connecticut, mm. was caught in LA. Thank God. Um, he's been using online dating sites such as Tinder to target his victims, and oh, he is trash. wanted for murder in New York. Oh, what um, trash. So he has been caught out in LA, thank goodness. Uh, and I just want to, I, I, I had to bring that back cause I needed to let us, you know, we, there is nothing wrong with you all using, using the apps. If that's how you need to find love, it is 2018 and we fully understand that it can be difficult meeting somebody face to face sometimes, but just be careful. Swipe right with all the caution, sis. All the, all of it, all my, of the, the yields. <laughs> my thumbs are on vacation. I won't be using I won't be swiping a damn where left right. <laughs> I won't be swiping at all. But y'all continue to have fun. Be safe. Be safe. And say your prayers and watch your back, honey. Keep your shank real sharp in your purse. Don't play out here with. And let me tell you something. This one is free. Stop letting these niggas come in your house. Dates. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> dates happen, places only. Dates happen outside, especially Thank with you. the nigga that you met on the Tinder. Don't what? And I mean, I'm not saying that. Um. You know, all of these young ladies, I'm not saying that these young ladies were at fault at all, because that's not what I'm saying, Mm -mm. because I'm sure, I mean, something tells me that this man wasn't, if you're going to sexually assault somebody, you don't have to go to their house to do it. I'm just saying, I'm saying from my personal experience, individuals that I have met on Tinder have been like much more likely to ask if they can come through than ask if we can meet somewhere Mm -hmm. or get Starbucks or have a meal or something like that. So... The response is always no. <laughs> and no is a complete sentence. Mm-mm. We don't come through nowhere no more. No, no, no. We don't come through nowhere no more. That's not how nah, this works. We're That's too not, old for mm-mm. that. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> we getting grown. Getting grown means not co- No, you cannot come through. You cannot no, you come cannot. through. You no, cannot nigga. come through. No. There's nothing. You don't. You are a stranger and you're not going to be in my house. I don't care what to me it said. Are you a building inspector, sir? Are Listen, you an architect? I don't care. No. Leave you me alone. You don't need to come through a single damn. No. <laughs> no. No, no. So we just want all of our listeners who choose to use the apps to to, to do it with caution and be Please careful. Be careful. 
Spirit Airlines. Oh, girl. Had to make an emergency landing. Why? Because of the smell of feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> it was headed to Florida. Problem number one. Um, had to make an emergency landing in Carolina because it was an overwhelming, awful smell of feet to the point where multiple customers were getting nauseous on the plane. They did a full investigation and inspection of the plane and found nothing wrong, which means... What does that even mean? <laughs> somebody was that funky. <laughs> I don't understand any of that. Can I tell you, first of all, I would have had to drag somebody by their scalp. If you're telling first me and that, foremost, that myself my, for riding Spirit Airlines. Well, that part of the course. But if I'm telling you that my travel plans are diverted, <laughs> like if... if <laughs> If my if I am delayed in my vacationing because of somebody's toe jam, somebody Stop gonna it. have to, I'm, somebody gonna have to get their shoulders clapped. Ain't no more bottom lines. That's no, it. That is all. That is it. That is all. And I mean every. I mean every black ass word. I'm telling you. I'm not lying. I fought for less. Like I want to fight a lady on the beach because she fed the seagulls, and they then they would they wouldn't stop fl- flooding the area. So, if you make my whole trip delayed because you're funky, I'm gonna be pissed. You better write it down. <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. You better <laughs> write remember, it down. Did I ever tell you about the white man who went crazy on one of my flights because somebody wouldn't stop squeaking a uh, styrofoam? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somebody kept squeaking it to go box trying to get their stuff in order and it was annoying and but like it was annoying and before i could before i could even think about it this white man stood up and said who is that oh my god please leave me alone i was i was grateful that day that he didn't mind his business because that shit was irritating Ooh, the airplane is just full of irritating ass people. We got some love on the airplane, actually, on my way back from New Orleans. Really? Sis, I, we got a couple of listeners I saw in a restaurant. Come on, then, New Orleans. What's up? Then we, I, I, I was getting on the plane. We were the last people on the plane, of course, the last family to board. And we we're walking to our seats, and uh, a young lady stopped me and told me that she was a fan of awesome. the read and getting grown in the friend zone. She's an avid listener. And she shouted us out, and I just want to give her some love. So thank you so much. Sam. Shout out to all of the listeners who who showed support. Like you guys, you guys are are wonderful, and uh, you make us feel very loved. Absolutely. Um, and then um, Octavia Spencer is getting picked up by Netflix for a Madam C J Walker show. I'm ready. Is it like a show? It's going to be a TV show or a movie? I believe it's a show. I'm, I'm so ready. Tell break me out where. your hot combs. I'm excited. And your grease. Um, did you see Beyonce's pictures from Vogue? Oh, absolutely. They broke the internet oh, today. They broke the internet. Shout out to her for using the first black photographer on the cover of Vogue in the 126 years that it has been in publication. Ain't that sad? That's so sad. It's so ridiculous. But yeah, the interview is amazing. I've been, um, I haven't uh, finished reading the whole thing yet just because I've been running around like a chicken mm-hmm. without a head today. But um from what I've seen on social media, and I'm going to actually get into it after we um, after we finish recording. But, you know, Beyonce's just out here dropping these gems, honey, and just being, 
just being her flawless self. I'm excited. She's being real transparent. I've seen her talk about legacy and body image, especially after pregnancy. It's just, I love that. I love when we get to, um, when we get to see this side of, this side of Beyonce. She said she was 210 pounds after Rumi and Sir. I mean, and I said, you know what? That yes. is okay. Yes. I mean, I mean, she's supposed to be. You're almost know. 40 years old. Like, you just dropped two babies out of your body, sis. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure, I'm sure people would love to be 210 pounds on a good day. I'd love to be a Beyonce 210 pounds. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? but i do appreciate the fact that she did keep it really real with us in the interview and she you know it's important especially for somebody in her you know she don't owe the world nothing right but it it really speaks volumes when you have somebody of her stature who can speak about insecurity and dealing with things that are relative um and so many of us are dealing with it on on a daily basis absolutely and I i just really love that she's using her platforms to not only showcase um you know, the authenticity of, of her her life and her experiences mm-hmm. as a black woman navigating the world and as a black woman, um, you know, and and being the force that she is. But mm-hmm. she's it's, it's awesome to see the ways that she's reaching back and just doing all that she can and using her platform to kind of raise and elevate um, black people and the, and the image of black people throughout the media. And I, I think it's awesome. I, like I said, I haven't read the whole the whole the whole interview yet but i'm anxious to i'm looking forward to seeing um you know and and reading more about what she has to say and for all of y'all who said she was bald-headed and didn't have no hair what you saw what are y'all so like like they niggas just be smoking the hair on because beyonce has a head full of hair she's got more head on her head than you have I don't know anywhere like that you've ever even dreamed about. Like in you don't bag, even have any. You here. have in in the shopping bag in the top of your closet. Right, your you're extra bags all of, of your expressions and pieces. <laughs> so carry on. All of your extra strands of expressions, braid hair. Like it's you still you still could never you can't. And my girl came out with she said it with very minimal makeup. She said she left the weaves and extensions, and she just wanted to show her true authentic self. And I really think that that is a beautiful thing because Beyonce don't owe nobody nothing. And because it's Beyonce, that's how we're gonna close out the trash. All right, that's how we're gonna close out. Let's move on to shout out to my sister. My sister's popping right now, like hola hola hermana. So, uh, (laughs) I don't know what that was, (laughs) but we have a cute, cute, cute shout out this week. Uh, We got a listener email and I just, I I couldn't help myself. So it says, good morning, Jade and Kia. I have the most awesomest little cousins ever. And I wanted to use this platform to highlight the littlest, the littlest one. Arden K. Sweeting. First of all, that dignified name (laughs) is going some places. Oh my gosh. Arden is a precocious seven-year-old with a lot of business savvy. Mm-hmm. She was recently and currently developed a line of anti-allergenic room fragrances called Sweets. Get out of here. A mashup between sweet scents. She is a STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math girl to her core. Sweets are all natural soy wax melts with no paraffin that help clean the air. So for more information about Sweets products and Arden, you can... You can uh, check out www.sweets, that's W-S-W-E-E-N-T-S.com. 
I'm all tongue-tied today. I'd love to send both of you a sample if you'd like to provide a location. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to read that on the air. Oh, boy. But make sure you guys check out sweets.com. We'll be sure to post the link in the description box. I think it is super dope. I don't think we've had anybody as young as a seven-year-old in our shout-outs yet. I love it. Is it sweets or swints? Swints. So it's. Uh, she said it's a, it's a combination of sweet scents. Oh, nice. So swints. it's sweets. 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 I'm excited. Yeah, and I'm yes, super I would excited. like to try it. So we're gonna get we're gonna get back to you. Um, but shout out to Arden and just for being yes. out here and already securing the bag even before the age of ten. And shout out to Selena, uh, her big cousin who wrote in. So thank you, Selena, for supporting the show. Shout out to you, Arden. We cannot wait to try your sweets and to see you with a Nobel Peace Prize in <laughs> five more years or so. Today's episode also comes to you from WNYC's The Realness. When the legendary rapper Prodigy died last year after being hospitalized for sickle cell anemia, his friends and fans were shocked. Now a new podcast called The Realness from WNYC Studios takes you inside Prodigy's life and music. Using never-before-heard never audio tape, The Realness will introduce you to the persona behind the rhymes that hid years of excruciating pain. Along the way, The Realness will talk with Queens-based doctor who treated Prodigy and brought Sickle Cell out of the shadows, the rap legends who knew him and the activists who wonder if Prodigy may have died needlessly. The Realness is a podcast that goes behind Prodigy's music to reveal his lifelong struggle against his own body and how that struggle informed his lyrics, fueled his success. Listen and subscribe to The Realness wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at therealness.org. That's therealness.org. All right, boys and girls, it's time to gather around the kitchen table for this week's conversation. Um, conversation. I don't have anything like we don't have anything like super structured this week. Um, I just had a conversation with my therapist uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she posed a question to me that gave me great pause. So I wanted to. Um, I wanted to. I, I posed it to Jade, and I, we thought that it would be. Uh, just make for useful general conversation. Like, so there's no kind of like structured advice, but we're just going to kind of see, or, or, you know, structured anything at this point, but we're just going to mm. see where it takes us. Yes. So um, it was a very simple question. My therapist asked me, but I couldn't answer it. And I thought that that was quite telling. So I'm going to ask you, what are your dreams? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> dreams um wow that you know what yeah such a simple question yeah man yet so complex so complex <laughs> it just stops you dead in your tracks it does i have i think i have a lot of dreams mm -hmm. um obviously to f i i own my own business at this point which i think is nice to say but to be able to fully support myself and my family off of um those businesses without having to incorporate any corporate uh working at the at the same time to have success a successful business um the jade of all jades umbrella and all things that fall underneath it i'd love to own a home a beautiful home um that fits all my family and you know what I'm saying? Takes care of all of my kitchen needs and, you know, <laughs> has all of the things that I want in it. Yeah. And then, you know, just to make sure that my child is like, you know, a, a good human being. 
I think those are my dreams. And to one day go to the Maldives the way that my parents just did. Oh. Mm, goals. That is very impressive. Um, I know for me, I think what what was so difficult about the question was I felt like they were a lot less specific than they once were. Um, and I wasn't sure what that was about. Mm-hmm. I felt like when I was younger, my dreams were much more detailed. <laughs> and I don't know mm-hmm. if it was they were just like all idealistic, but you know, I thought I knew what kind of relationship I wanted to be in. I thought I knew what kind of job I wanted to have, what kind of car I wanted to drive, um, those kinds of things. But I guess now at 35, my my dreams seemed much more general. Okay. And I wasn't necessarily sure if it was because like what was the reason behind that? Mm-hmm. I will I will say that life has come at me in ways um like I've dealt with a lot of unexpected things. Um and I feel like that has influenced my influenced the way that I dream and on some and in some on some levels my capacity to dream. Okay. So I'm speaking specifically about like grief and losing my brother the way that I did. Mm -hmm. I think I can absolutely say that that experience alone kind of showed me that your whole life can change in just like a blink of an eye. Yeah. Um, So that kind of experience put things in perspective for me in a way where it's just like, man, I've been worried about the wrong things. Uh, you know, and it just was, it just took me a really long time. I could not answer the question just like you did. Like I really had to sit and think about it. And I wrote down, uh, what my dreams were in my, in my prayer journal. Um, and I'll share them, but yeah, I don't know if we'll just go, go from there. So, uh, I said, it was kind of like, I want to statement. So first was, I want to write, I want to help. I want to teach. I want to build, um, whether that be like creating programs or cultivating communities, improving practice, affecting change. I want to be published. Um, You know, I want to publish in magazines and news outlets and scholarly journals. It would be awesome to write a book one day. Um, I want to be recognized as a thinker, a scholar, a thought leader. And finally, I want to change the game. I just want to be a game changer. I feel Mm -hmm. like for so long, I felt that I've kind of thought about things in such kind of categorical ways. Like I thought that in order for you to do this, you needed to be that. But what I'm learning is that, um, you know, or or that I had to pick and choose, but I'm Mm -hmm. learning that I can be all, I can be both. I can be all things that I want to be at the same time. I don't have to switch one for the other. Um, and I think that that's like a real kind of, I just, I, I want to change the game. I want to change the way we think about women in academic spaces. I want to change the way we think about black women in academic spaces. I want to change, mm-hmm. I want to change the way, um, you know, I want to change what it means to be 30 something in black. Like <laughs> what, you know, as I think, I think forever I was, I was living for these ideals that I, that I thought, um, you know, that I, the, I thought that, you know, in order to get married, you have to do this. In order to be in a relationship, you need to do that. I'm learning that all that stuff is real arbitrary. And it is. And it, and it, it really doesn't mean anything. Um, so, yeah, 
that's just that's just uh it's just what i'm thinking do you so do you think that there is a difference between dreams and goals so like i looked it up on the uh just Google-isha. i googled this yes i just googled it um because i think i want to say that goals are attached to plans mm-hmm. and dreams might be a bit bigger um and they may just kind of I think definitively, like if you, the way that it's, it's described in, on Google and in the in the dictionary, um, it's like contemplating the possibility of doing something or something that might not be the case or might be the case. So there's always that like, you know, possibility that it won't happen. Either it won't happen the way that you thought it would or it won't happen in the time that you thought it would. It's still a dream. So you don't necessarily know how to go about realizing it or how it's going to come to be, but it's still a dream that you have. Um, so I feel like goals might be a a bit more, I don't know, maybe not. Cause I wanted to say attainable or tangible, or you might have like, you might have already have a, developed a plan in place. I feel like in terms of degree, there may be differences. Like, like a dream becomes a goal. A dream <laughs> is a wish. Oh God! Mm-hmm. No, I so one thing that I found um, when I was looking up the difference between dreams and goals, and I thought it was really pointed and and very clear, but also very simple, is that the first step to create a goal is to have a clear vision of what your dream is. Hmm. Um, dreams can like so you were you were completely correct in saying that goals are you know we try to set them with a definite deadline and you know we put timelines on those goals and that's how we kind of check in with ourselves and that's super important but you can't have a goal without first having a dream right which i thought was pretty cool and then um they said dreams can inspire you but goals can change your life Hmm. i was like dreams can inspire you but goals can change your life i think i i think i feel that i definitely feel that and they said it can take years to, to get a goal to the finish line. But the dream, sometimes dreams don't come true, but goals do come true. But they do go hand in hand. And I thought that made I thought that made perfect sense that you can't set goals for yourself. And I know we've had plenty of conversations about goals and specific episodes about goals. But I think it's important to have dreams. And I think that was a really awesome question that your therapist posed to you because if we don't have these dreams and it's I also thought it was really interesting when you said like when you were younger you had very specific things and as you got older you kind of it kind of blurred a little bit right you didn't have specific things and I same thing for myself I'm like oh I want to own a house and I remember when I was younger I was like well I want a Range Rover and I want (laughs) to you know I wanted this and I wanted you playing mash it was very specific things And now as we get older, I don't know if it's just reality setting in and you kind of, you know, realizing that things will come to you the way that they come. Or if maybe we do need to tap back into that youth a little bit and tap into that childhood a little bit more in order for us. Because it's important for us to have those dreams so that we have something that we're trying to reach. You know what I'm saying? If you get complacent, what are you doing? True. Um... Yeah, I think I I think after I looked at my list, 
Mm-hmm. One of the things that I thought was most interesting um, in, in my reflection was that all of my dreams were about me. <laughs> um, well, not about me, but because I mean, in terms of I've always wanted to be when I say I want to be a game changer, like I'm not thinking about just for my own personal gain. Like I want to be helpful and I want to teach and I want to make an impact on future generations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I'm saying when I think about myself, it's just in connection to, it's just like, I don't have any, I don't have any family or relationship dreams, at least right now. Well, I guess they, they didn't, they didn't manifest on my list. And mm-hmm. I thought that that was interesting. Um, because that wasn't, I guess at one point that wasn't the case. And I wondered, I, I wondered what that, what that was about. Um, I don't know. Like I told like a lot of my dreams, obviously I say are about me and my business and so forth, but I, they're for the benefit of the people that are around me as well. Like they're not there to just benefit me, but I told you one of my, my dreams and I said for my child to be a good person. Mm. I mean, if I, you know, if we're going to have a dream, if we're just going to dream, we might as well dream big. Well, I hope to have, you know, the next Beyonce in my home so that maybe eventually mm-hmm. I can stop working. <laughs> I, too, can tell corny jokes on the on the Instagram. But <laughs> it's corny joke time. What do you call cheese? <laughs> That's not yours. Nacho. Nacho cheese. Get it? Oh, Nacho cheese <laughs> we love miss tina we will always we love, love her. mama tina we do but you know i i don't know it's just I, I i just think that's that's just something for us all to really sit with if you can't come up with with dreams that you have for yourself maybe it's time to really sit down and because i think it's important for us to have dreams it's important for us to have like aspirations and things that we really want um, cause that's what keeps us going in our goals and in our forward movement and trying to achieve those dreams and trying to make those things happen. Right. And that's, I think that's the point that my therapist was trying to make. Cause she was just like, we got to work on that because if you don't have any dreams, then like, what are you doing all this for? Um, and I mean, from a faith perspective for me, like, you know, if you don't have any hopes or dreams or anything like like hopes are actually like a prerequisite for your faith, right? Because if you don't like, how do you have faith to believe that you'll get something if you don't have the dream in the first place, right? Or if you're not, you know, pushing towards something in the first place, and that's something where I struggle with specifically in the way of like relationships and stuff. Because I think that I am 35. This is gonna be like a real transparency moment for me. Mm-hmm. I am 35, and I don't feel like I've ever had a successful dating relationship. And just because of the way that my mind is set up and how I kind of think about and process things so so that I can keep on moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that I like I I rationalize and make sense of things and oftentimes in ways that are at my own expense. So I'll say something like, you know, maybe it's just not in the cards for me. Maybe this means that I'm not supposed to be in a relationship. Maybe this means that I should just brace myself and be ready for, you know, singleness in perpetuity. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I hope that I have a whole lot more life in front of me than I have behind me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, and I have to caution myself against being so quick to kind of jump to those rush judgments and conclusions 
because I don't I really don't want to believe that the best of my life is behind me or that I've already seen it. I hope that the best of my life is before me and um, it's what I'm working so hard to one day achieve and realize and have and possess. So I don't know. Uh, it, it, it does get tough though, because you know, niggas are out here nigging. <laughs> oh sis. I know it is. And so let me tell you, it like, doesn't always st- it doesn't stop I get it get I get it I get it I get it <laughs> and I, I feel like that's why my, my goal and my prayer now is that I learn the lessons of the season whatever I'm supposed to learn and get through these times and these experiences with all this raggedy niggas around me <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm getting the goods from from all of the things that I'm experiencing and and making steps to you know not only think about not only do things differently but to think about things differently because perspective is everything Ooh, talk about it well i want to give our listeners some homework all right do it as well as ourselves you started it already but i think with this conversation that it's it's important for us to have some dreams and if you're anything like he and myself and you i came up with some things but I feel like I can get more specific and I think it's important for us to all to get specific. With yeah, this dreams. is just like the starting point. I definitely feel like because when you said yours, you know, that is, I was like, well, yeah, I definitely want a house. Right. <laughs> and I, I want the flexibility to be able. I want flexibility, like financial flexibility. Ooh. I don't want to be stressed out about these like such that whatever happens or whatever comes my way, I'm able to deal with it. And it's not going to be like a, a, a heaven and earth needs to move. In order for me to make a decision, when my friends say, let's go to Jamaica, I don't want to have to be like, oh, God, where is this money going to come from? I want to be able to have it. Um, Like, okay, so when we booking our flights, are we ready? I'm ready today. Like, (laughs) I'm ready today. Let's do it. Goals. Uh huh. All that. Dreams. (laughs) So I want all of us for next week to write down 10 dreams. Okay. You know what? five dreams yes but they have to be so when you say specific when you say specific i mean okay when you say specific what do you mean like do you mean because i i I don't want to get into um i feel like there's some there's some maybe just me but i'm cautious about getting so specific because i feel like that's what my problem was i used to say that my husband got to be six five or better no see no we cannot be unrealistic yeah but it's okay uh, to say you know what one of my dreams is to own a home right uh boom you want to get specific with it i would my dream is to own a ranch style okay home you know what i'm saying with you know plenty of backyard where i have fruitful soil an open concept floor plan open concept floor plan uh, you know a nigga's trying to have a couple chickens in the back you know Come what on, i'm you saying have a farmhouse huh i'm trying to have a small farm like i, I want to cook fresh chicken so i'm just saying like you want to kill the get, chicken i don't want to kill the chicken if i gotta learn how to kill a chicken i'm gonna just learn how to kill a chicken my grandma told me that she had to kill a chicken one time when she was younger and it didn't die <laughs> Like, you got to, like, snap the neck, and yes. it didn't snap all the way. So it was, like, half a head chicken just running around in the backyard till it, until it, like, passed out. And she was, like, <laughs> scarred for life. Justin said he saw his grandmother. He said he saw his grandmother from start to finish kill the chicken and end up eating it on his plate. Like, he saw the whole process. Listen, it's the circle of life that moves us all. 
That's it. <laughs> but yes, I want us all to write down five specific dreams that we have. Now, don't get so specific where they can't come true, like Kia said, to the point where you're like, I need a nigga who's six five. Well, I do believe that there are niggas who are six five out there. Yes, God but you able. may not get one. And if God wants you to have oh. a nigga who's six one, that's what you gonna get. Amen. Amen. So, but write down attainable dreams that you have. Um, and then let's share our specific dreams next week. And we'd love to hear from our listeners, whether you hit us by email, tweet, uh, Facebook, whatever. Send us your five dreams. It will read some of the dreams aloud along with our own. Yeah, man. I'm going to be more specific. So I, maybe I'll name some of the publications and, and outlets specifically that I would mm-hmm. like to be on or, or yeah. programs that you might want to start. You know, Yeah, yeah I'm ready. And don't y'all be stealing people's ideas either. So <laughs> so that's our homework for next week. We're going to write down five specific dreams and we're going to revisit. I'm excited. The conversation. Is that all for the kitchen table today? I think that's it for today. We should move on to this honesty box. This week's episode is also brought to you by Teamy. Did you know that your gut can hold buildup from bad eating habits over years? Luckily, Teamy has an easy two-step detox plan designed to get rid of toxins and boost your health. Their 30-day program is easy for everyone, no matter your fitness level. All you do is drink your Teamy Skinny in the morning and then drink the colon cleanse every other night. By adding Teamy to your routine, you'll start getting rid of the toxins that are holding your body back from naturally digesting and metabolizing. This is not just for weight loss. This is for your health. So you know what's cookout season? We're eating like everybody's eating. We're eating real good. Lots of meat, lots of sides, lots of potato salad. So the Team Meat Detox Program is helping myself and my husband to be able to get rid of all of that food that we had in New Orleans, all of the things that we're eating at all of the cookouts. Order your 30-day detox today by going to teamyblends.com and use the code GROWN for 25% off any order over $49.99. That's teamyblends.com and enter code G-R-O-W-N. Honestly? Truly. All right, y'all. We're going to get right on into it. Uh, the title of this email is, is, is this catfish or Jaws? Oh, my God. <laughs> I am very, very, very scared. Hi, cousins. You can call me D. We're going to call her Demetria. Okay, Demetria. Hey, girl. Hope all is well. I'm a day one listener, but a first time writer. I'll try my best not to take up too much of your time, so I'll get right to it. I met a guy through Instagram. Yep, the infamous old DM sliding got me. Mm, Risky business. (sighs) We talked about this. Initially, I ignored the message and carried on with my day, but something made me curious, most likely boredom. I engaged in conversation for a few days with him, and he seems to be legit. An engineer working on a contract in Dubai. Mm. Oh, girl. Mm. A trust fund baby and a single father. What? Mm. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) I need to let me finish. (laughs) All from what I can also confirm from his page, besides the trust fund. But here's the kicker. I've caught him in a lie twice already. He first said he was 35, and then a few days after he after that, he said he was 37. Then he said he was in Dubai alone, but has been posting pictures with others on his IG story. He says that he didn't mean to misinform me of his actual age and that the men and women he's with are people he's working with. Misinform? Right. 
He told me about his money and lavish lifestyle within the first 48 hours of his speaking. Mm. <laughs> I was a bit turned off by it since I was raised that a man with money never speaks on it, especially with strangers, but I placed it on the back burner and went along with our talk. Soon he started offering to buy me gifts, asking for my shoe size and even willing to pay bills. I explained to him that I wasn't looking for a sugar daddy and that his offers are becoming a bit extreme. Mind you, this is all within the first week. Mm -mm. He says that it's his culture, Latino and Italian, and that when they like someone, they take care of them. Hmm. This is not a case where I haven't seen his face. We video chat and he says his contract there is up in a few weeks. But I don't know if this man is too good to be true. He's constantly telling me of his six-figure charitable donations, but then he tells me that he has five cars in three different houses in three different countries. I'm 30 and come from a very humble and modest background, and I've worked for everything I have. He says that he doesn't care about that and that he feels that we could be a very great match. I'm a Scorpio, and not to base it off of my horoscope, but I don't fall for anyone easily, especially pursuing a relationship. Have uh, Having prayed for someone like this to come and sweep me off my feet, of course, but I just can't shake the feeling that I may get hurt in this situation. My question is, do I sever ties with him now or are my negative thoughts getting the best of me? Signed a confused and hopeless romantic. Girl. Oh, Demetria. Girl. I like so many red flags while I was reading that email. You heard all of the mm's. I had the conceited face all up and through that email. That meme where he'd be like Mm-mm. I just feel like if you're if you're good <laughs> I feel like you gotta follow your first mind. I was telling my nail girl this today. Hey Felisa. I don't know if she's listening, but <laughs> I'm learning that in my life I have to be more comfortable with following my first mind. It could be mm. something as simple as picking my nail polish color. So like when I when she gave me the ring, you know, they got all the gel polish colors. There was a pink that that appealed to me immediately. But I continued to look through to see like if there was going to be another color. But I just kept coming back to that pink. Then she was like, okay, so for your design, do you want to do black or white? And my gut was like black. But then I was like, well, what do you think? So I, 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 I second-guessed myself throughout the whole entire process. And, you know, ultimately went with, with, my, with my initial gut feeling. And when that, you know, at the end, I, like, I absolutely love the end result. And I said to her, I was like, I have got to be more diligent about following my first mind. So I said all that to say, if your first mind is telling you <clears throat> that there is a dead cat on the line, as my grandfather would say, like that means somebody lying. Like if, if, if something if something is, is concerning you, whether it be the lies that you've caught him in or the fact that he's throwing money at you. I mean, you did say that you guys have video chatted, so you have seen your face. So this is not a catfish such that, you know, he is portraying to be like physically be somebody who he is not. But um, there's a whole lot here <laughs> that seems very, very ideal in terms of his his job, mm. this exotic location where he works Um and how much he speaks about how his much, money. How much he speaks about his money. Even his desire to be in a relationship with you. I think that you have more than enough reason to be cautious. 
Um, and I think if you if you are serious, it does. I don't know. I don't feel like you have to. To me, it's not whether you're going to sever ties or not. No. But it could just be as simple as just asking him the hard questions or asking him to provide you with some substantial evidence of some of the things that we've talked about. And I think if he is who he says he is and is actually genuinely interested in pursuing something with you, he would have no problem. I feel like he would understand your worry and will and will work to, to ease whatever discomfort or or um you know anxiety or worry that you might be experiencing as a result of y'all's interactions that's just how i see it i don't think you should feel bad about being cautious i think if you are cautious that's a good thing you know the bible says we have to you know guard our hearts uh so you can you can't actually extend your hand and guard your heart at the same time uh it's just a matter of figuring out the right way to do that what you think and if it (laughs) I think that if you smell a cinch, something probably stinks. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, you know, things were a little funky while I was reading this email, but I'm not the one in the situation. Um, like he said, you, you, like nobody said you're getting ready to marry the nigga or lay down with him or buy a house with him tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So if, you know, it takes a little bit more time for you to kind of get to know him more as a person obviously you need to pay attention to those red flags if somebody's lying about their age that's first and foremost like at this at this at this age at this stage of your life if you're lying about your age why that's a red flag for me you know what i'm saying this is not when you were younger and people were out here being stupid but again you don't have to marry the nigga tomorrow so you don't necessarily have to sever ties, but I would definitely pay attention to those red flags and proceed with caution. Yeah, girl. I mean, I'm not saying this is a catfish, but if you smell fish, then you need to. Then you might need not to, be a cat, but he might be a scallop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> might be some halibut. <laughs> might be some scrub. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It might not and be I'm a just, catfish. It might be some whiting, though. Niggas mm-hmm. who talk about their money, like, who, like to that degree. Why is he talking about his six-figure charitable donations? And I you feel guys like been, I don't know who or what is responsible, but if it's Instagram or if it's the internet as a whole, but I feel like the game is just so so ugh. Now, like the game is so ugh. It's so uh, dumb, and I think. You know, we just all, I don't even know how we can fix it. We just need a hard reset on all of this stuff. Because I feel like niggas feel like they have to do certain things to get women's attention. And then women, you know, are so, and have been through so much and can be so desperate to keep a nigga's attention Mm. that they do all manner of things that can kind of. Or accept all manner of bullshit. Yeah, I was talking to my friend Summer today. Shout out to Summer um, about like how because we were talking about like you know in this dating thing you know you can't no longer you can't even like be ashamed anymore when a nigga you know does something stupid like if you get stood up or if a nigga comes at you crooked or crazy used to be a time where you'd be like embarrassed about that but summer was like nah girl it's it's first of all it's women out here with perfect bodies and 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 all all kinds of professional jobs and literally just 
all around bad bitches getting played and cheated on and like and yeah. and it's not mm-hmm. it's it's we shouldn't even look at things as a reflection or internalize things you know as something that we are doing or not doing the standard is such that that people are not i'm not even going to just limit this to men because there are women who do it as well people are out here literally being rewarded for having horrible behavior when it when it when it comes to dating so that the standards the standards by which we we date have just fallen so low that like that it's just so much crazy like if you out here dating you have to contend with so much foolishness that it literally it just it's just baffling sometimes when you think about it (laughs) it is because it's like it's almost like how like if you have a standard and you expect niggas to treat you a certain kind of way, you're almost out. Yeah, you um, you setting yourself back because the women right. who who don't have standards are out here winning and thriving. Ooh, um, no standards at all. Just let niggas run amok. It's crazy. It's so crazy. But yeah, I mean, all that to say, I have a very honest and it may. I'm not trying to be raunchy, but I have a very honest question. All right. Like. I wonder if she's seen his 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 member because well, why? Because <laughs> I'm wondering like what difference is, would that make in this in this because it would make a lot of sense actually. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. there's a like small dick behavior is a really oh. it's a real thing. Well, that, that small thing. dick behavior is a real thing. Like I just want to speak about the realness of small dick behavior. I had a man today in an Infinity SUV. It's very ugly. It has a snout. Um, the car or him? This the both, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. So he got mad because I parked mad close to his car, but I parked close to him because this nigga had like three feet in front of him to be able to pull out of the parking space, and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't gonna get a ticket for being in the um crosswalk. So I'm like, I'm not touching your car. I'm just parked mad close because you can literally pull forward and nothing can pull in front of you. So he happens to be coming out just as I'm pulling up. And he's like, yo, you mad close to my car or whatever. And I was like, but I didn't touch your car. So, I mean, you know, we good. I was like, if I touched your car, you know, I'd apologize. You know, it is what it is. And Santana was like, what's your problem? (laughs) What's your problem? She's not touching your car. You have all that space in front of you. You know, but I didn't want this nigga trying to come back and scratch scratch up my little Betty. So, um when he drove off i was like that was a little dick nigga like that's just all it was like that's why he was acting like that he drives a little dick nigga car you know what i'm saying he's got to overcompensate he's got one of those special blue lights that shines on his license plate i was like what kind of corny nigga <laughs> buys a light to shine on his license plate like you a small dick ass, you a little dick ass nigga you got little dick ass nigga behavior so i just wonder if maybe he's overcompensating for something with all of this financial talk it's a very honest question well, perhaps she'll send us an update. <laughs> One day we'll have an entire kitchen table talk on little dick nigga behavior. Mm. But for now, we will move along. <laughs> Absolutely, sis. But yes, keep us posted. Let us Please. know what you're going to do. If anything, I mean, if you so choose, I guess we don't have to be all up in your business. But thanks no, for trusting to us to weigh in um and you know this we'll one's be, a doozy i want to know what happens yeah we'll be, <laughs> we'll be praying we'll be praying we'll be praying for you mm. um be careful don't get on no airplanes don't get on <laughs> I was like, oh my god you took the words out of my mouth i was like don't go to dubai <laughs> if this nigga says he's gonna send you a ticket do not go to dubai 
listen, because I will not. We will not. I do not want to in a couple of weeks been asking people to donate to a GoFundMe to get you out. I'm not nah. doing it. I'm not doing it. So nah. I'm just telling you right now, leave this one. I mean, just proceed with all the caution. Proceed with every bit of caution. This nigga has yellow, orange, and red flags all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so. That nigga look like candy corn. <laughs> a bag of Skittles. <laughs> Woo! Don't taste the rainbow, sis. Please leave it don't. alone. If he offers you candy, don't eat it. Yikes. Yikes and yowzers. All right, then. Let's move on to the petty peeves. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. So my petty peeve this week, I went to the beach with Santana. We had an amazing time. Until until we got, uh, like charged up by a pack of seagulls oh <laughs> they're aggressive i have never felt so threatened in my life and i was cornered at basketball camp years like years and years and years and years and decades ago i was cornered at basketball camp by a group of girls who tried to fight me and jump me i had to let them know i was like i can't fight all of you all but one of you bitches is gonna leave burning but anyway the sea, these seagulls, like they stood like fifty deep around us, and it was all because this slothful heifer mm. on her towel decided she wanted to throw food to the seagulls. Mm. They are flying rats. I don't know what purpose they serve. Maybe somebody who is in the nature wants to let me know what purpose seagulls serve. But as for me right now, all I know is they're flying rats and they're aggressive. And I've seen Alfred Hitchcock's birds. My father showed it to me a long time ago. And I thought I was really getting ready to meet my maker today by way of bird. And so I wanted to sincerely fight that lady for throwing food because she knew exactly what it was getting ready to do. And them niggas don't stop when they get going so my petty peeve is for anybody who attracts the birds at the beach you're a terrible person and i hope that <laughs> they attack your towel the next time <laughs> what's your petty peeve this time uh this we'll just keep this theme of nature just going um and i don't have any my petty peeve is not with any human being but i actually have beef with the mutant mosquitoes that are out to take my life mm. um most specifically the disrespectful mosquitoes that have the unabashed, unmitigated gall to sit their nasty asses upon my face. I have been bitten on my face by a mosquito and I am pissed. (laughs) This is the second time that this has happened to me this season and I want answers. I need to know (laughs) what's going on I need to know what about me? What am I doing such that these mosquitoes will feel that it is appropriate to bite my face? They said it's not fair that you have this glowing, I hate flawless it. skin. So we about to just like I just, you right quick. No, 
nothing about that. No, this is the second time this season, the second time within a two, three week period that a mosquito has bit me on my cheek. It's always right like underneath my cheekbones, that joint. And it's, and it's just irritating because it's bigger than a mosquito bite. I mean, it's bigger than a pimple, right? It does. It looks like yes. a mosquito bite. So it's like it's wide and red. Exactly. And it's just like, who scratches their face? Like <laughs> I'm Ugh. walking around outside trying to live my life, scratching my face. I look like a fiend. I'm not, I don't like, it. <laughs> so I'm upset. Um, and there were some very aggressive mosquitoes in Pensacola, New Jersey. Pensacola, in New Jersey this weekend. And they accosted me. I stayed, I stayed in the house most of the time that we were there. But, um, the fact remains that, as soon as I, I mean, sometimes between me traveling between the front door and the, my car door, the mosquito bit me. Um, I have like four on my legs and one on my mm. face. I am outraged. I want you all to know. Well, if it helps um, for our listeners, I put together... Um, some homemade mosquito repellents that you can that you can you can combine different things that they hate um they so you can combine cinnamon oil eucalyptus and citronella oil uh, i get all of my now oils on amazon um, i think i did one with some tea tree some peppermint and some lavender obviously use distilled water and you combine those essential oils together um You've got, if you want to do like cloves and rubbing alcohol, I don't really fool with rubbing alcohol like that, but you can also put some vanilla extract, lemon juice, lavender, peppermint oil, um, but all of that. So uh, those are a few homemade mosquito repellents that you guys can put together with essential oils um, to help you this season. We need that. That's what we need. All right. I'm sorry for yelling, but I'm just that upset. <laughs> I'm just that upset. I am that bothered. And I, I, I don't know. I'm sharing this in, in case that there are some other mosquitoes out here just being blatantly dis disrespectful. You, it's justifiable. Oh, and also, I think Cutter makes a an all-natural mosquito repellent now that you can buy it like Home Depot or something. So... I've been trying to go the all-natural route, and I got this deep-free uh, mosquito bite and, and bug repellent, but I think I'm going to need some deep. If the deep is going to keep them off my face, <laughs> spray me down with the deep, sis. Spray me down. <laughs> that means two things. Mm. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, I think that wraps up this week's episode of Getting Grown. We so appreciate your patience uh, for last week's Yes. travesty um and we are hoping and praying that you know we won't be having these issues anymore thank you so much so so much so so much um for all the support all that y'all have been doing um to congratulate us for the live shows and the things that we have going on we are very appreciative and we're really excited about what the end of 2018 is going to bring for us yes. um and we're looking forward to man getting this work we're excited about it. Can't wait to see you all at all the live shows. Make sure you're getting your tickets at gettinggrown.live. 
Um, all of the links are in our social media and will be in our description box. So we can't wait to see you all in Philly, New York, and Atlanta. Um, and then see you guys in New York for the Friend Zone Live. Yep. Can't wait to see you at Team Typing Fast and Taking Care. That's going to be an amazing time. You're going to get all kinds of gems if you've purchased a ticket to that. Uh, if you have not, you better take advantage of those last couple that Kia says she released. Yeah, man. And, and hit her up ASAP, surely. Um, and also, in the meantime, drink your water. Mind your business. And moisturize your skin. Why, sis? Because your black will absolutely crack if it's dry. Bye. Peace out. Thanks again to WNYC's The Realness for supporting today's show. When the legendary rapper Prodigy died last year after being hospitalized for sickle cell anemia, his friends and fans were shocked. Now, a new podcast called The Realness from WNYC Studios takes you inside Prodigy's life and music. Using never-before-heard audio tape, The Realness will introduce you to the person behind the rhymes to reveal his lifelong struggle against his own body and how that struggle informed his lyrics and fueled his success. Listen and subscribe to The Realness wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at therealness.org. That's therealness.org.